to go blue crew. Hello and welcome into the Go Blue Crew, a consensus top 30 Michigan podcast and the unanimous, undisputed, number two longest running Michigan podcast. It's been a long time since we talked, Derek, so how are you doing? Good, you know, I took a little, we took a little break. Sometimes they just naturally happen. It does, uh, and it's a good time of the year to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's the off season, and I, and I feel like we talked a lot about basketball and football and spring game and. I think we just, you know, you get all this, like, could have been news, waiting on guys who might be transferring, like, you know, Hunter Dickinson, big topic. We're avoiding that, except here I am mentioning. We don't know what Hunter Dickinson will have done, do, not do by the time this episode releases. So I feel like we had all these topics we talked about a few weeks ago, and then nothing's really happened for a couple of weeks, so... You know, we always come to you with the, the breaking news, of course. Oh, top, yeah. Top I drop five. everything in my life when something happens. Yep. So does Derek, I know, too. Yep. And we hop on this show and uh, try to bring you the latest scoops on what's happening, the, the latest analysis, the most up-to-date information. That's what the Go Blue Crew is here to deliver. This is not, I'll repeat, not a side hobby gig we've got going on there. I personally have quit my day job because I was tired of it interfering with the Go Blue crew. Mm, yeah. Not quite there yet myself. You'll get uh, close, there. Close. I mean, it, it's, it takes a lot of work to podcast once every three weeks. It does. <laughs> I thought it'd be a good idea, you know, in this, for the sake of like not being irrelevant uh, in, in like 12 hours to go big picture Michigan football. And it's a good time to do this because as we were talking about, you know, okay, what's what's the show going to be about? I think we both agreed, like, it's been a pretty long time. And I couldn't point you back to the to the year even where this last happened. But Michigan is, is a, um, we'll say, a soft favorite in the Big Ten and uh, pretty – uh, easily, I think for most people in in, in the playoff field and in, in the top four, this is uncharted in recent Michigan history. It's it's uncharted under Jim Harbaugh. Definitely earned it. Back to back playoff appearances, back to back conference championships. Uh, you beat Ohio State. You snap that streak, and and then you go on the road to Columbus and and win that game the way you did. They have earned it, but it's uncharted. Big picture here, what do you think this means for Michigan in terms of you know where they're going and, and what 2023 looks like? I, mean, I saw Taylor Lewan tweet, you know, Michigan's going to be good for the next 10 years and saw a couple I of – I saw that, uh, yeah. Like Jordan Lewis maybe retweeted it is how I saw it. Um, I'll throw in, you know, the the progress, the, the head of steam on the recruiting trail. You know, a lot of guys can make a lot of different decisions as high schoolers between now and signing day. For the class of 2024, at least, you know, for uh, a little bit this week, top of the nation on, on you know, no matter who your recruiting source is. Uh, you know, I think transfers, you know, for as many guys that went out, you got plenty of guys coming in uh, and, you know, always speculation that the next guy is going to come in. And so I think it's, it's, uh, it's a unique time to, um, to be a Michigan fan, uh, in the sense that 
really a year ago, you had so much success for the first time. Yeah, I was even thinking, like, what a weird year. Like, they lost to Michigan State that year. Jim Harbaugh was, what, one and two against Mel Tucker. Um, you know, things that I was thinking about last week when my dad came through for a while. Um, I talk about a, lot, a lot about Michigan football. We had gone to the spring game together. And so, you know, continued talking about that when I saw him the next time. And, you know, just this reality of, like, I, another thing I think I shared, the 12 touchdowns against Ohio State in the last two years. Like things like that, like two back-to-back playoff appearances, and you don't have the gratification, uh, no matter what your involvement is, like seeing a playoff win, seeing a national championship. But you know, Michigan's a legitimate favorite. Uh, they are, you know, doing well in just about every standard you can think of when it comes to football, college football, some you know good things trending in NIL. Uh, Again, replacing the, you know, you lose somebody like an Angel Anthony, can you replace somebody? Uh, you know, you, you, you have guys coming in who I think will play major roles uh, from competitive schools. Um, you know, I, I think guys that we talked about, like an Ernest Hausman from Nebraska, um, he's, you know, a higher recruit than he ever was coming out of high school. And he, you know, wants to play meaningful football and likely going to be uh, in a major role now that, uh, Nakai Hill Green is on his way out. Uh, and so I, I think that there's a lot of moving parts, but what stayed uh, is the fact that, you know, no matter how you look at it, Michigan is uh, a favorite uh, for really the second year in a row and, and more seriously a favorite this year uh, with, you know, maybe less question marks heading into uh, the 2023 season. Last season, last off season, you'd, could have pretty easily written Michigan off if, if somebody had said, Hey, you know, I really like Michigan to win the big 10 and get back to the college football playoff. It was like, you know, yeah, that's a very realistic thing that could happen, but how the heck is that team going to go to Columbus and beat CJ Stroud in Ohio state? That was the big barrier. But now that they've done it twice in a row, you're bringing that game back to Ann Arbor all of a sudden, I mean, you're basically looking at, you know, hey, don't slip up. Continue to take care of the things you've been taking care of for for pretty much the most part of two years now. I mean, I know there was mentioned like the loss to Michigan State, you know, that kind of thing uh, hangs around. But you look at the odds. I, neither of us have. Have you turned into a betting person? I shouldn't assume you're not. We haven't talked about this in a while. But do you, I mean, it's do you been... place bets? It's been a while. I haven't done it consistently, you know, move, change of life stuff. Uh, but when it, when it first was hot and there was all the deals, you know, you basically bet whatever you want, get your money back, you lose type stuff. I got a little bit more into it. Uh, I was trying some parlays, but man, I like to win if I'm going to put some money down and I have time to watch crappy Michigan basketball in the winter. That's really all I had time for. This winter, so I, I am trying to get into the NBA playoffs, you know, NHL, baseball seasons back around. Love watching some Tigers baseball, but you know, maybe I'll get back into it. Good way to save Did money when you, you don't, though, right? It is. Did I tell you my betting tradition on Thanksgiving? Uh, you might have to remind me and the listeners. I I don't know where or when I talked about it, but. Thanksgiving for the last two years, I have bet the Lions to cover. Now, the Lions are 0-2 straight up against, I believe, the Bears and the Bills. 
but they have covered both games and pretty easily against the Bills last year. So I've been riding strong with the Lions on Thanksgiving. That's pretty much my only betting activity of the year. I, I, I might toss down 10, 15 bucks on like one of those stupid prop bets for the Super Bowl. But other than that, like I'm I'm riding with the Lions and then for for like a field goal to hit the crossbar in the Super yeah. Bowl or something well, like that. Fun. I think the Super Bowl is probably the last time I placed a bet, which is, you know, now it's a good time like, to three months ago. So Yeah. I brought up odds because um Michigan uh, at least as of earlier in April was at uh, plus 900, depending on where you're looking to win the national championship, which is uh, fourth best odds in the country. And I'm reading this off of SI.com. So if, uh, if, if sports illustrated messed it up, it's not my fault. Ohio state plus 650, Alabama plus 500, Georgia odds on favorite here to, to get the third straight national championship plus 220. And then I want to juxtapose that. Do you like that word juxtapose? I love it. To uh, odds released for some games in the 2023 season, obviously incredibly early. And like there's, if any of these stay the same, it'll be just pure coincidence. But uh, Michigan in February, at least, FanDuel put out some odds. A two-point favorite over Ohio State in Ann Arbor. So... Not being betting people, what do you make of Michigan coming in at at worse odds to win the national championship? Uh, you know, Ohio State has better odds there, apparently, but at the same time, Michigan's a two point favorite. I don't know how to how to square these things. Not being a betting person myself, I don't pay attention that much to to lines and spreads and all that, but. This doesn't make sense, right? I mean, logically, I mean, the only, the only thing I can I can think of for not making sense is just the, it doesn't consider the time of when the game takes place. I'm thinking of you know a year where Michigan beats Ohio State after losing to Michigan State, wins the Big Ten, makes the playoff. You know, last year you you win every game until you lose. It will be easier to make the playoff. So. Unless it has to do with, hey, we're completely not considering the timing and the fact that the winner of this game is most likely to make it to the Big Ten Championship and therefore likely, um, you know, make it the college football playoff. You know, the reverse is what happened with Ohio State. You know, Ohio State, uh, you have to look at the odds, but Ohio State was favored to win the Michigan-Ohio State game. I would guess that meant that they had better odds to win the national championship, but Michigan has a way to play into that game, you know, after sitting at home for a Big Ten championship weekend, um, as Ohio State did last year. And so, odd, either way, pun intended. Um, yeah, you know, I I like the, the two-point favorite against Ohio State, and I think that's super reasonable. I think that's the difference that we have to – almost like continue to touch on is like how many years, I mean, when's the last time they've been favorited first and foremost? I, I was thinking 2018 or 19. Did it come in like maybe even I'm going to try to find this. Yeah. I, I guess let's see. 2016 was the close game lost on the road. 2017 would have been uh, home. I mean, it would have had to have been and, a home game. In 2018, 
when they're on the road off of sb nation uh they were four and a half point road favorites Hmm. uh in columbus and that was uh that was your michigan winning the game number four and ohio state was was number 10 it wasn't yeah and that was the first time Ohio State had been a home underdog since 2011. Yeah, that that's so surprising still that even though it happened that recently, it's almost like unbelievable. Now we know what happened in that game, but those things. <laughs> still. Well, again, you know, all back to what a different time. Like, um, I think that seems crazy that they are favorited, and I know the result. We don't talk about the result, but, you know, just – a few years ago, more than that, a little bit now, a whole pandemic ago, technically, um, that's where things were. You know, Michigan was not performing uh, against Ohio State, even as a road favorite. Um, and so now you have, you know, solid odds to make the, the playoffs, solid odds to, to make the, uh, the be a championship caliber team. And, and then, you know, you're favorite and likely – unless the season, you know, goes drastically different than what many people are thinking for Michigan, likely to remain the favorite against Ohio State uh, for the first time in a while and, you know, still very rare in recent history for that to happen. So, but I can see it. I mean, a home game with all the guys at Michigan returns, even with, you know, the guys that have transferred out. By the way, uh, literally a live example of why it is so hard to podcast in the off season, this is huge news. Okay. Um, but Taylor Upshaw, who announced he was transferring to Colorado, um, maybe a week or so, days even, I don't know, after the, the loss to TCU, is now back in the transfer portal and joins one of, what, 25 players to jump in the transfer portal after the Colorado spring game. Uh, yeah. So obviously, uh, by no means does that mean he's going to come back to Michigan. And in fact, it'd probably be more unlikely that he goes to Michigan than any other institution. Uh, but he's back in the transfer portal. So not something we were going to talk about, but just a live example of man, he can't keep up with the transfer portal, even if he tried. I'm glad we're not a dedicated transfer portal podcast. We could not because be. we want to work with our schedules, even with you being. You know, full time with this whole thing. Full, yeah, even now that I'm full time, it's Derek's lack of commitment that's really yeah, holding us back honestly. from being uh, totally dedicated to the transfer portal. Uh, the Athletic, this is ironic, just today I read a story about all the the transfers out of Colorado, and it, it predates the spring game even, but also post-spring game. And I didn't know this. But first-year coaches can cut players. Like, you could just go in and, and cut players, and that's what was happening to some of them. Now there are rules about um, you still have to, like, honor the scholarship. Um, and and I don't know, like, all the, the ins and outs of it. But apparently, <laughs> and I missed this with Deion Sanders, um, his, his first – what couple of months, few months on the job at Colorado had, had told players like, get out. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, like I, I'm bringing all my like, stuff, how did I miss pack this? your bags. Like, yeah. yes. How did I miss this? So uh, 
I mean, I, I'm definitely paying more attention to Colorado football this season than I have at any other point in my life. But uh, I mean, I, I we can make this a Colorado podcast if we want to. I mean, that gives you something to talk about with how much they've been in the news. Like, I just, you know, even this, you know, we're making way for our players. You know, I said this months ago. Why are you surprised? You know, they can't handle what we got going on here. He made a comment. Did you not see my cowboy hat in spring game? This ain't my first rodeo. Like, it is, though, technically, when it comes to coaching at a new level of football. And I and I hate to be this guy, but to remind, like, everybody of. Okay. I don't want to poke any fun at Colorado as a program at all, as an institution. You know, Boulder, you know, the state. Good preface. This man's coaching at Colorado, a team who won <laughs> one game last year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, went one and eleven. Yeah, like I, I know that this is a big time hire. It's obviously like blowing up in PR. You know, it's like it's almost like that early Jim Harbaugh, like you know, the Georgia coach barking up the wrong tree. Like a lot of publicity, not a whole lot in the field. Like the Rocky would, Top colleague. Yeah, that. yeah. I would have to imagine that it is harder to win at Colorado and be a playoff team than what Jim Harbaugh even struggled with at Michigan. And so oh, yeah. I know that Deion Sanders can bring in really top talent. Uh, I know that he's clearing the way for his own guys. I know his own son's at quarterback and, you know, threw some crazy looking good balls in the spring game that I saw. But we're talking about Colorado football here. And so sometimes I think everybody gets like, oh, Deion, 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 like – not everybody's even going to want to play for a guy who has all the spotlight as the head coach. And I think that's maybe when Jim Harbaugh was like, hey, let me cut out this Twitter thing. Like, I'm making a lot of noise, and my teams are not producing. Like, this is a sport where you have to win football games, and I don't I don't think they beat TCU in game one. And if they do, I, you know, consider me impressed. Do you remember Jim Harbaugh had the reputation for wearing out his welcome? Yeah. And – that was something people were talking about when he took the Michigan job. And then for the first probably three to four years after he was at Michigan was, is he wearing out his welcome? And I think that's probably, I mean, that had to have been part of his calculation and sort of changing his uh, persona, uh, his outward appearance with the program. I'm not saying whether the noise got to him or not, you know, who knows, but if that's a legitimate criticism, which it seems like it probably was, he knows that about himself, presumably. And I, you know, it makes sense to me that that would contribute to making some changes. I think one of the games, you know, like you said, paying attention, I think one of the games that I'm most excited about is Nebraska, Colorado. You know, That'll Nebraska and a whole, whole new situation, dude. That's probably going to be a prime time game with prime time as the coach. Like I guarantee that Saturday night game is a Saturday or Saturday game is a Saturday night game. And I think a lot of people will tune in and there's going to be nothing like Nebraska, a literal, also a laughing stock. Like I I can't remember who I saw. It might've been like shared from a podcast. I saw like TikTok, YouTube shorts, whatever it was, but it's like, how are we talking about, 
Nebraska and Colorado like it's the most premier college football playoff caliber matchup when the reality is both teams have been horrible. Absolutely. In reality, it, it'll it'll like maybe have implications on bowl eligibility. Uh, honestly, but <laughs> but it's going to be tuned into probably. I mean, great because of the rivalry alone. But you know, Colorado's going to go win on the road at TCU. They've got to play Nebraska. You got Oregon on the schedule. USC. Like it's not like the conference is a pushover with some of the teams that um, you know. It, that could, like like USC, Caleb Williams is back. Colorado yeah. is the pushover in the Pac-12. Has been. That's for, the reality. For years, can you beat Arizona State? Can you beat Oregon State? Yeah. You know, Utah has come to play years in a row. I mean, ever since I saw Utah beat Jim Harbaugh in his first game, I was like, "Dang, Utah!" Like, and they've been going steady since. Yeah, I that that game. To get back to Michigan, the Utah game, Thursday night. You oh. remember this? Mm-hmm. A Thursday night game kicking off the Jim Harbaugh era. And uh, Jake Rudock is rusty, but Michigan loses by, I believe, seven. It ended up being close and winnable. Jake Butt, uh, I think, had a really nice contested touchdown catch. That, it is, it is crazy to me to think about the way we felt leading up to that game throughout that season, which I don't know if you want to call it magical. I don't think it what rises to that level, but it certainly exceeded expectations. The, the 2015 season, you think about the way we felt then and, and the way we were hoping to feel for, for a very long time, with Jim Harbaugh's coach. And here we are in 2023 and we've, experienced like the very depths of low in in 2020 and then you think about before then 2017 not a good year uh a total quarterback carousel with with injuries and bad performances uh getting blown out against ohio state and otherwise you know pretty good years we have been through so much (laughs) Since 2015, and you talking about that Utah game just kind of flashed it all in front of me, and I, I mean, I just wish there was a way for the people in 2015, for people like us, to to somehow comprehend that it's going to get so much better, and it's also going to get so much worse. But here we are in 2023, and as we said, I mean, at at no point in recent Michigan football history. Have, have the expectations been as high as they are going into this season? That was one of the most beautiful – that was a masterpiece of coming full circle. I mean, just <laughs> absolutely put on the clinic there. That was my, – My monologue? I I mean, chills. Not because Goose of bumps. the loss to Utah <laughs> or the, you know, the ups and downs. Just the, the – how perfectly that all came together. It's a uh... – it's what happens when you dedicate more time to this. Yeah, yeah. You too could get there. I I could, you know. Dedication, you know, that's going to be my word of the summer. Dedication, word of the summer. Uh, but then we'll have to get back on Elite, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to uh, – maybe Elite's finally left. I don't think about Elite. I used to think of Elite just because you hated it. 
I don't I see mean, there, as much there, was, there were anymore. years back in the day when we had to send, or maybe you had to send it every time that it was my turn to edit. We had to send the podcast. Yeah. Um, and there were, I don't know, probably the first few years, this, here's your elite audio, or here's the elite audio. Yep, for our elite um, podcast. For our yeah. elite podcast. Yeah. By the way, before we go, um, what do you think of Consensus Top 30 Michigan podcast? Disappointed, honestly. Um, it seems safe, though. I think 15 seems safe, to be honest. I'm all Are about 15? how I feel about things like that. Just because you maybe don't have the biggest reach doesn't mean that your content is one of the best. So, I mean, if we're talking in terms of numbers, sure, top 30, respectable. If we're talking in terms of, like, what you get out of a 30-minute time period, I mean, easily top five. No doubt top about five. it. You know, give, give the natural reach that some of these backed you – know, say you're backed by the athletic. Boom. I mean, what in the world? I mean, it, it would be so far beyond any other college sports podcast that it would just, I'd feel bad. <laughs> It'd be in a realm of its own. It really would. But I meant it, and we've talked about this, the undisputed second longest running Michigan podcast. So that's not even about an exaggeration. No, and, and I was thinking about that. It's probably time for a new intro, new intro music. I think we got to, I think we, I we know. plug it every episode anyway. I think we got to plug that. I know. You're I, listening to the second longest running Michigan sports podcast. Yeah, I can try to get like super professional. Um, Let's pay somebody to do that part. Who? I'll buy my wife ice cream or something. Okay. What if our wives did the intro and outro, and all we did is just took them oh on a my nice God. day? That's too much. That's too far. Okay. On my, right, end, I'll anyway. think of some other. You know, we have a, we have at least a week, maybe three weeks until uh, we meet. Anywhere Ken. between one and three weeks. <laughs> it could be the beginning of May or early June when we get back to you. Heck, it might be uh, previewing uh, Colorado, Nebraska, because we yes. turn into a Colorado podcast. Yes, uh, get back for for our next episode where we will go ahead and preview Michigan East Carolina. That's coming up on September second. That no actually announced yet. It always this is the type of year where it feels so far away, but you look at that calendar and you realize how fast summer goes by, especially in a state like either that we live in, where you you know you have pretty rough winters from time to time. That's not too far away. So we, we're going to have to kick it into, you know, podcast gear. I got a dedication. This, that's the word. All I right, got well, we'll to find that dedication sometime in May because come June, then there's July, and then there's August, week zero, and then you boom. You do know your months, yeah. I do know my months. All right. So well, we can yeah. mess around for another month <laughs> or so, but then I've got I've to get, get with it. Sometime in the next one to three weeks, Derek and I will be back to talk – more Michigan football continue to hash out these crazy high expectations. Um, is there a quarterback controversy brewing at Michigan? We will get into all of those things in due time. That's a joke, of course, for the record. But until then, take care out there and go blue. Go blue.